TTB Music Podcast It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. There is. Yeah, there is. If, if, I, do another, if I do another line of that song, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, it's fear. we don't have to pray. Fear everywhere. Yeah, also, <laughs> pray have to pay him some money. <laughs> like cover version. It's like, it's, no, that was parody. 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 Vanessa. Parody. Uh, so it, it's Christmas time. Uh, so therefore, we are reviewing four albums that are very unChristmassy. Uh, it's how we're feeling. It's how we're feeling this year. It is, and to be fair, you know, it's Christmas. So as you know, basically, you just need two albums at Christmas. You need the Mike and Bublé one, with released for the umpteenth time now, with obviously the, oh God, the, the one extra track on it to make you buy it again, or to download it again, or to stream it again, and a very Casey Christmas. So. You got both of those. Got both of those in your household. You've pretty much got it covered, friendly. You got it sorted. Yeah. So, because that's already in the bag, <laughs> Boobray and Casey are doing the business. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. We've decided to catch up on a couple of albums that, uh, well, four albums that uh, we failed to review uh, earlier on in the year uh, that have Yay. been garnering good reviews. Hello, small child. Well, not so small child, that's fat. <laughs> thumbs up from small child, yes. Small thumbs up, excellent. What? Are you, why are you trying to do sign language? Uh, we are recording. Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> look, look. Two minutes. Two minutes, yes, we've just started recording. Got the second podcast, yes. Because we finished the first podcast, so now we're recording the second podcast. This is, this is comedy gold for us people that are tuning, into this, tuning into this Christmas podcast, kind of going... Quality content for Christmas, this. Why don't they edit this out? Again? Well, it takes too much time. No, don't. Don't. Leave it in. Right. Uh, bye. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the same, different people than what we talked about earlier on. Well, I'll tell you, if you say that, we're going to talk about Little Sims. Sometimes I might be introvert. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo Sour, dry cleaning, new long leg. And Lo, hey what? Thanks for playing. Excellent. So we start, in fact, with uh, <laughs> South East London. Brilliant. Uh, and the fourth album from Little Sims. Sometimes Indeed. I might be introvert. Uh, which is made uh, with her usual producer and uh, a, a new friend of ours from last 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 year, uh, uh, Inflow, who is in uh, Salt. Oh, Salt! Because remember, she was wow. on the one of the that Salt albums. I can't remember which, which particular one it was. Now, nine. Indeed. Um, anyway, Pete. Now I've suddenly. You now you've set me up. You set me up brilliantly there because I've I momentarily lost all my notes. I'm reading them on a 
phone um, and they've disappeared. But what you just said there with regards to the salt connection also makes sense. Hmm. Very much. It has um, that, it, it's, it's now one that immediately has that uh, classic soul Bond film yes. orchestration vibe. Crosses many genres. Here we go. I've got my notes. And <laughs> in such uh, in a way that, um, you know, it's experimental. Um, it's also personal. Um, and because it, it does move from place to place, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't just do it in a random way. It's done in a oh so very carefully constructed genius way. It's pieced together um perfectly in terms of the way it does move. Um but uh from an album that sort of has the title Sometimes I Might Be the Introvert, it's not certainly not an introverted album. In fact, get, let's get gets right into, you know, some of the things we were talking about on the last podcast around sort of self-esteem and, and around, you know, um views of one's own space mm. in the universe. Um lots of politics international and very local um what it means to be black what it means to be a woman in 2021 um what it means to sort of be in a relationship out of a relationship a victim of violence um whilst crossing over you know the sweet soul of of woman um the sort of mellower grooves of things like I see you, um, Rolling Stone, which is grime, yeah, verging on trap. I think. Um, if you say so, be, if then, you say so. Indeed, I do. And um, and then jumps into something like Protect My Energy, which is pure eighties, but it's done in such a way that it just flows, and. Uh, one of the things I also liked, there's a few tracks I've mentioned, one of the things I also liked was the occasional interlude from the, um, is she meant to be a psychotherapist or subconscious or something? Um, narrator? Oh, well, well then, uh, oh, that's, um, so no, because that, that, um, that's the woman from, um, um, The Crown. Ah. Emma, whatever her name is. Being oh. Princess Di. Oh! Right. Well, you've thrown me there. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say Mary Poppins, but no, we'll go with Princess Di. Uh, <laughs> and um, no, that's just brilliant as well. Um, and uh, and particularly the rapper who came for tea. <laughs> it, just, it sounds like something out of a Disney film. It really does. It, well, um, it's just brilliant. I think just it's just the way it's all thrown together, but thrown together in a way that is just genius. Um, very much like this album. Sorry. In the background, I just hear the fact, the fact that they can't find the remote control in the house. Trauma. Oh. Um, Trauma. Yeah. It's probably fallen down the gap between the two cushions. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I agree. Um, what I liked about this album uh, and why I think it's easy to go with the flow of this album is because it works both musically as well as vocally. And as I said, the uh, 
the fact that her comfort of working together with uh, Inflow, who she's worked with on the previous albums, I think kind of help helps that. And um, there's certainly stuff on the last album that I like. I liked for similar reasons. Uh, but yeah. musically, it's brilliant. Um, her words and the music. Well, I like that. Her, you know, the, the words and the music aren't fighting one another to try to try and be on top of one another. So it's it's. There's no juxtaposing of stuff just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Which often in a lot of uh, albums in this genre that we've review- reviewed can make it a bit of a chore, at least for me, uh, listening. Because you're just thinking, you know, just why are you trying to just pile on everything? You know, sometimes less is more. Um yeah. The lyrics, as you say, cover topics as you'd expect: a race, family, uh, being a woman, death, violence. So, on I, I love you, I hate you is a really fascinating track about um, her estranged father. So it's you know it's full of bitterness, anger, love, but ultimately forgiveness as well, and understanding of you know we're all flawed people, uh, kind of thing, misunderstood was it that. Latter part of the album looks at a similar uh, relationship with uh, her sister, strained relationship with her sister. Little Q, she takes on the persona of her cousin who was stabbed uh, and again goes back into that whole knife crime thing, which mm. uh, has cropped up a lot in, certainly in artists that we've listened to from London uh, yeah. over the last few yeah. years. <laughs> I quite like that there's obviously a bit of synth pop on Protect My Energy, which is like thinking... Uh, okay, wow, uh, interesting. Um, and as you say, the rapper that came to tea is pure stage musical. You know, Stephen Sondheim, who we've just lost, would be more than proud of this, frankly. Um, I wasn't so sure about the kind of uh, the princess die talky bits. Um, <laughs> kind of annoyed me a bit. Um, that was the only bit that, that kind of I was thinking, hmm, could have done without this. Uh, but that aside... Really, really strong album that I will be listening to again. I've only listened to it a couple of times so far. Um, and I can see why it has been featuring highly on end-of-year lists. Moving on, staying with the ladies, we move on to uh, 18-year-old uh, singer-actress uh, Olivia Rodrigo and her debut album, Sour. And certainly a young lady who's been one of the artists of the year. I mean, her debut single earlier on the year, Driver's License. Topped the charts in a whole lot of countries, um, making it it and her a almost instant worldwide smash and star. It was interesting because I have to say when Driver's License came out and I heard it, heard it, I really liked it, but didn't occur to me at the time or since until we did this podcast to seeking out anything else from her at all um but having listened to the full album again i can see why this has been both a commercial and critical success it's a really enjoyable Mm. pop record rattles through uh, a whole bunch of three minute slices of teenage life veering between lana del rey no doubt alanis ingrid michelson and taylor swift musically Indeed, a couple of the songs, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, and Deja Vu, uh, interpolate uh, New Year's Day and Cruel Summer by Swift. 
Although bizarrely for me, the song where she actually sounds the most like Taylor Swift is on the song "Good for You," which um, yeah. interpolates uh, Paramore's "Misery Business," um, which is a really good song. Actually, I really, really, really like that. I actually quite like "Deja Vu" as well. Um, and clearly, lyrically, it's about young love and breakups and stuff and stuff like that. But again, she wrote most of this when she was sixteen, seventeen, and she's singing it to her a teenage audience or what she hopes is primarily going to be a teenage audience they're buying the records who I'm sure will uh, identify with uh, exactly what she's saying really liked Traitor near the start of the album and there's a song called Enough For You as well which I think is in the middle which I quite really liked and overall there's definitely enough here to make me interested in what Olivia Rodrigo is going to do in the future um, an impressive pop debut I'd say I agree. Um, I am uh, fortunate, or should that be unfortunate, uh, to be familiar with some of um, her previous oeuvre, namely High School Musical, the musical the series. Oh, of course, yes. And it seems to be playing permanently in our house at the moment. Uh, and I mean that by no disrespect to her or the cast. <laughs> it just always seems to be on. <laughs> um and uh, you should check it out. It's a bit meta. But uh, <laughs> so this is otherwise than expected. Um, but she's, she's um, for someone uh, so, so young, she's bloody talented. Um, I, you know, there are clearly great things to come. And, you know, this is, this is honest, edgy pop music. Um, and you've cited a whole list of artists there. I would go... As far as to say, I think Casey's an influence as well. No, I, th- um, I think I think I think she has mentioned Casey as bit Casey, and, actually, and, Casey yeah, and Taylor I, Swift I, as being two of her big. Yeah, I got I got I got I got some of that, um, and I'd say even sort of earlier Halsey as well. Obviously, pre Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's um, there's there's a connect the correlation or a connection there too. Uh, no, it's really good, really good stuff. Um, it's pop music. It's it's for the kids. It's not for me. Um, but I agree with everything you said there in terms of your review. Um, Brutal and Traitor were, again, two of my favourite tracks as well. Uh, yes, yes. Indeed. Uh, so changing tact somewhat, um, we go to the debut album by... Uh, I think they're I feel it's in the London-based band. Um, I know singer is definitely from London. Uh, Dry Cleaning, um, album produced by John Parrish, who uh, long-time worker with uh, PJ Harvey. Yeah. Um, the album is called The New Long Leg and is uh, what happens when a band in search of a singer get together with a singer who's not a singer <laughs> who's more of a kind of artiste shall we say uh florence Shaw. uh we kind of sort of mentioned this in the last podcast so pete dry cleaning new long leg spoken word post punk indeed it's it's uh each lyric tells a different story and and i think that's what keeps it interesting because she has a very 
in fact, for most of the album, very mon- mon- monosyllabic sort of style of delivery. Mm. But, but what's interesting is the lyrics are, you know, that sometimes they make sense, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it really is just random thoughts. And she acknowledges that <laughs> once or twice as well. Um, and and it feels she feels she has that sort of she has the eye of an artist. It, she's creating a a picture, if you will, with words um, just from the scraps that she has lying around. Um, but it, it comes together so well. Um, it's a little hard to do adjust to at first as well. But it is. I had to obviously listen to the album a couple of times because by track three, but by track three the first time, I should say. I'd kind of got a handle on it. And as I say, after repeated listing, you start to pick up all the different commentary, the quotes, the jokes, you it's know, very, the little it's stories. It's very playful. Yeah, there's quit the quips in there. It's very entertaining and playful. Um, I think we mentioned on the last podcast that sort of advisory listing style, um, you know, the sort of spoken word um you know, very English sort of style. Um, that 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 you know, it's it's very, but it's very well done here. Um, and, and a couple of the tracks I liked in particular. It just, uh, I think it's Leafy, which is moaning about how how to spend spare time or not spend it, yes. um, and just how mo- how how boring modern life. Modern life is indeed rubbish. <laughs> particularly post a relationship or a heartbreak um it's just you know i've got to clean the dishes now it's that sort of thing you know um very sort of wry humor observational stuff um and, and another track her hippo was just all out funny i don't think it was meant to be but but or maybe it was meant to be but again it was sort of reflecting on a relationship i think or being in a relationship or something um uh, it was just, yeah, very well done. Very well done. I also like the track John Wick because it was just great. Yeah. Um, I can't really describe the tracks. They're, t- they're so difficult to sort of... Well, first, uh, sort of my, first I was about to say... My broad yeah. overview. God, what I was going to say know. is... We're going to do the, the thing with the fact that... Why I think the record works. Uh, um, I guess it goes back to a couple of the records we reviewed re- recently. but and, but and a bit like the Little Sims records. I don't. Yes. I don't think the record would work without the music. And the yes. music is also just really, really, again, a bit, a bit, a bit kind of, a bit kind of avant-garde, indie, folk, whatever. Um, but it just seems to gel perfectly with her laconic delivery, and so. Musically, most of the songs are are, are very, 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 very different, whilst keeping to a certain kind of genre thing. Um, but it doesn't feel like you're, you're hearing the same thing again and again, which you might do for if it was just her doing spoken word delivery unaccompanied. Yes. Uh, but it is just very impactful and just the kind of meter of the way of her delivery and, and in time with the music is and as you say it's just some of it is just so so funny i mean what, what's the track when she's talking about sort of pissing up a leg at sainsbury's or whatever yeah um, <laughs> is that more big birds or something it's just but it's just, just it's just thinking like 
record. Uh, and it, and it, the, the record is full of that kind of stuff. It's just really, really, really just very funny. Um, yeah. And addictive because you, you do you do the first couple of tracks. You're just thinking, can I? Am I really going to be able to do a whole album's worth of this? And you, you, and you get yeah. the whole out the, the album's worth of it, and you kind of go. Well, listen to that again, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the last track is like, what, seven or eight minutes or something ridiculous. Um, yeah. And it's, but yeah, it's, again, it's one of those records that if you try to describe it to people and go, and said, this is an album that people are going to love and it's going to be one of the albums of the year according to end of your list, you'd be going, hmm, oh. say what? Uh, but... Yeah, I get it. Totally get it. I'm glad we're catching up with it. Me too. It's a yeah. It's a good. You're absolutely right. I think the music is as important in that sort of humour and delivery uh, as as the vocals are. Same for the Will Sims album. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, right. So we finish. Uh, Speaking of avant-garde, we finish, 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 and finish. Finish. Uh, finish. We're going to Scottish, 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 with uh, the latest album from Low, uh, who are uh, Alan Spurhawk and Mimi Parker, uh, formed in 1993. In fact, it's believed the term slowcore was specifically coined to describe. Uh, Lowe's original uh, musical musical output and they're a band that I've kind of dipped into off and on um, over the last 20 years without really kind of going yeah like that or don't like that or whatever but I did hear a couple of tracks off their last album um, which came out a few years ago called Double Neg- Negative which was did intrigue me because it, it was just sounded a bit off kilter and a bit bonkers. Um, no. And they've kind of continued down that vein with this current record. So working again with producer BJ Burton, who has been known for his work with Boniver, uh, Kanye, and Charlie XCX. In fact, he, he was one of the producers, co-producers on How I'm Feeling Now, her album that we liked uh, oh, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's helped them explore the more kind of abrasive, shall we say, digital effects and manipulation sound manipulation that you can do um and whilst they started that on the album double negative they got to this album and kind of thought okay uh they have a quote saying okay we've blown the doors off found this new vocabulary (laughs) now what do we do with it and the answer seems to be this which an album which an album if you stick your headphones on which i did and turn the turn the volume up quite loud loud and this first the, 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 the first track starts you're kind of going what the fuck? Um, um, <laughs> basically, they've taken modern studio tricks that Kanye, Drake, and other people use, and, and basically turned them up to eleven and used Absolutely. them in a kind of indie folk context. Um, and I have to say, unsurprisingly, I liked it. Highly processed guitars providing choppy, distorted feedback. It kind of fell between My Bloody Valentine <laughs> and actually the Bonavere album that reviewed, uh, reviewed yeah. a few years ago, the Twenty Two Million album. Um, yeah, and. and Literally, I think I was, in, I was like one or two songs into this, and I was thinking, I bet Bowie would like this. Uh, yeah. 
Um, what I loved is just how kind of this the traditionally great. You can imagine just if you these songs could be kind of like literally, literally acoustic guitar indie folk songs, and they've been turned into these kind of just like beasts. Uh, yes. And what I liked is there's a couple of moments in the album where tracks merge into the other tracks. So the first track, White Horses, merges into I Can't Wait, with with basically the the end of White Horses being a kind of like a kind of low droning sound for literally about a minute, which then takes up as being the start of I Can't Wait. And similarly, um, in the middle of the album, you get something done similarly when there's a really heavy drone outro of uh, the track Hey, which goes into Days Like These, which is one of the highlights of the album for me, which is just quite marvellous as we get there, kind of like joint vo- vocals coming in and in it, with some normal kind of sweet electric guitar before we still go full on distortion and noise. Um, more goes full on My Bloody Valentine. Uh, and the album closer, Price You Pay, is just beautiful. Um, this is the album that I would want to whack on at Christmas just to wake up Granny and anybody else that was <laughs> thinking of going to sleep. Um, it's, yeah, again, another album that I'm glad I saw this was this was one of the, one of the, one of the albums we'd missed because I put it on and went, yes, God, I'm glad, I'm glad I haven't missed this record. This is great. Loved it. I, I agree. I, it's um, I, that that sort of parallel with with Bowie again, um, and uh, you know some of the sort of instrumental sort of post-industrial sort of soundtracks that we've had in recent years. Uh, I'm not going to name who, but long time listeners know who. <laughs> um, from I mean, from the opening distortion of White Horse. It's brilliant transition into the second track, um, and that sort of sort of warm, as you say, pop like. Well, I don't think you said pop like, but you said indie like. Um, I think pop like is fair. I think yeah. Across the top, it's it's very it's very pop like in terms of the delivery of the, the what vocals. They're certainly very warm vocals, not like your sort of classic rock or industrial vocals. That's for sure. Um, so there's enough going on to keep you interested, and then and then you do the occasional instrumental as well in between. Um, so overall, there's a there's a lot to keep me interested. It feels like the soundtrack to a really great live show, mm. and it's sort of, it's sort of with the, from the opening distortion, which I mentioned, but through to the sort of bombastic, epic ending. Um, it's uh, it, you know there's a, there's a lot again a lot going on in this album as well. Um, I also liked All Night because it's just epic. Yeah. Um, I think Days Like These is the, the closest thing you get to a mainstream song. Yes. I think that's um, fair. I think that's fair. And uh, and the price you pay is the sort of most industrial like. Yeah. No, I really, really enjoyed this record. So that's Christmas for you. <laughs> Those are your presents. Actually, this is see. Last po- last podcast. Nothing Christmassy. Yeah, last podcast. Wasn't well. Was, yeah, wasn't that hard to pick a 
which one I would go, yes, this is the, this is, if you had to listen to one record, this is the one you should do. Mm-hmm. This podcast, much harder, but because, much harder, because all four albums are yep. equally worthy in different ways, partly because that, because they're all actually genuinely different genres. Um, um, whilst all, whilst some of them touch on the other genres, they're all very much individual in that kind of sense. Yeah. It would be, I think for me, it would depend on what kind of mood I was in. Yeah. Although I'd probably, you know, if pushed, I would probably have little Sims fighting it out with low. Maybe, maybe once maybe, again, maybe I'm... combining. <laughs> Maybe combine the two. Maybe they can collaborate. Yes. I, I'm in a similar sort of place. Um, you know, props, of course, to, to dry cleaning. But uh, I, at the start of the podcast, I'd have said low. But at the end of the podcast, I'm sort of leaning more towards Little Sims. Oh. So there you go. I'm, I'm fairly certain that both albums will be listened to again. Um, yes. Actually, probably all these albums will listen to me again before we do our end of year thing, which will be in January, obviously, because. Yeah. But as we said, we'll actually genuinely give these albums a chance to be to actually potentially earn places in our respective top twenties. Indeed, a chance to breathe. I suspect. Several or all of them will. Mm. They're getting quite crowded. My top twenty, I have to say. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? But more, more on that next time. Indeed. Until then, uh, we wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. And a happy new year. And see you in twenty twenty two. And see you in twenty twenty two. No, but and see you in twenty twenty two. Well, hopefully I will actually see you in 2022. <laughs> Pete, all I want to do is see you. Hey. Oh.